And when I was on the show and I lied, that was the biggest like eye-opening thing to me is like, I know I was doing a TV show and I know I was doing a lot of it for screen time and to mm-hmm. get a reaction, but the reaction of the audience and people and, and how I was on the show, I was like, you know what, like, that's not the guy that I really want to be. That was the, the, the coolest thing that I got out of it. And it helped me take us to come back to reality and be able to like, okay, cool. Like this, now I have a newfound motivation to do what I'm dreaming of doing. Welcome to the Routine Project Podcast, the one show that is hyper-focused on routines and routines only. The reason why is because I, your host, Justin Crawford, have found that routines are the secret to building and growing whatever it is we want out of this life. Nothing's off limits here as I'm going to get into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, athletes, and many more. And my only mission is for you to be inspired enough to take a little bit of the routines they have and get after building the ones that make the most sense for you. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're listening. Now let's get today's episode rolling. All right, everybody. Harry Jowsey uh, is joining me right now. And if you haven't heard of his name just yet, uh, you probably remember that Netflix show that came out and went viral uh, during the pandemic that we all sadly went through. And that was called Too Hot to Handle. Uh, Harry was on the first season of the show and blew up right after the two years that it had aired. And despite his TV fame, uh, his career is just getting started as he expands his reach of uh, into all so many different avenues with his new audience. And I'm talking 9 million plus people across all social platforms, Uh, but that's allowing him to go into the social space, social media space, uh, modeling fitness and entrepreneurship, uh, and and so many other things that we'll get into today. Uh, And with that, I know Harry's got some routines, habits, rituals that have helped him along the way that I hope help you today. So thank you for clicking play and uh, being here with us. And Harry Jowsey, bro, thank you so much for doing this with me, uh, coming onto the Routine Project podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love how as soon as you started, my dog decided that was a good time to walk around. <laughs> okay, we're good. Did you hear? I was like, what is he doing? He walked back there and then over here as soon as we started. It was like, think better timing. Both of our phone uh, microphones probably have really good audio, man. But listen, I mean, and the reason I say good audio is because you also have a podcast um, and, and it's called Tap In with Harry Jowsey. Uh, in addition to that, there's so many other things that we'll talk about as well. Uh, we're going to get into routines. We'll get into social wellness. We'll get into this amazing Gen Z dating app called Lolly uh, that you're a part <laughs> of. You're, like, you're doing all these different things, but you know, take us back for a moment and then I, we will totally have to talk about your podcast because I think Tap In has a lot of... Um, there's a lot of things there where you're un- you're uncovering topics, right, in such a deep way that I yeah. think podcasts are meant to do. Before we talk about that, though, I mean, take us back two years ago. I know you filmed even before that from the show, but your life has yeah. changed in like what three years now. You moved all the way to LA. I mean, everything for Harry Jowsey probably looks so different. So if you can just kind of unravel with us what your initial thoughts are on all the changes that have happened for you. Yeah, I think it's honestly been. Uh kind of mind-blowing the number one like how big this show was and how many people it it reached and how many people watched it I think it was kind of no one really predicted it and when we were filming the show like I we didn't really know it was for Netflix there was there was a few pointers towards the end that we knew that people kind of told us it was for Netflix so I didn't like you don't really know how big it was going to be especially on a platform like that and two years ago I think like I was really itchy for it to come out. And I remember like, I didn't really have my shit together. Like I didn't really have a idea. I didn't really have goals set. Um, 
I only at that point, I only just started like manifesting and like thinking about like the person that I wanted to become. And um, I was kind of really lost. Like I, I really didn't know who I wanted to be or the impact or what I wanted to do. I was kind of just like stabbing away and, and hoping for the best. And um, we finished filming the show and I moved to LA um, like six months after. So I, I got out, uh, I was with my best friend in New Zealand and the, what we were doing and the ceiling uh, for what we want to do, the ceiling was kind of limited and kind of small. So we wanted to just wing it and, and gamble on ourselves and it, and it ended up paying off. So I was really grateful that we just said, fuck it. We're going to move to LA and figure it out. Were you then trying to move to LA before the show had taken off and gotten so popular? Was that already something you were planning? Yeah. Well, n- not really. I, like me and my best friend, Christian, we'd come to LA before and um, we would make jokes like, oh, I really want to move here. Like it'd be really cool to move here. Like this place just, just has like a different feel about it. And the energy kind of feels interesting. I, I always remember like getting the first breath of getting up. Oh, <laughs> Wait, his dog, wait, remind us the dog's name. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. For Bruce some will reason, make every some time appearances I... in the podcast. This is good. Just make sure he says something. It's a podcast. We got to hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to tap in. He's got, he's got, he's always got something to say, but um, yeah, I remember, I don't know, getting off the plane. Um, so I wanted this first show called heartbreak Island, And one of the prizes was the trip to LA. And I remember that feeling of coming off the plane and having that first breath of air and like feeling what it feels like to be here. And I was like, damn, like this is, the place to be and this is a place I want to eventually live um and but I didn't imagine that it would actually happen it was kind of just like a fairy tale um mm. so yeah it's honestly honestly crazy you know what's even more crazy is what you're doing while in LA we'll go back to LA in a moment folks um and if you're clicked if you've clicked play and you're from Harry's side of the house uh welcome if you're from our side of the house this is Harry Jowsey uh you so we'll go back to LA in a moment because I think that goes into what we can get into with social wellness and just relationships and how you're socializing out there because there's a lot of misconceptions I heard today someone was like oh my god like of course Harry's in LA and da 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 but the, the person immediately was like I hate LA and I'm like why do you hate LA like I just yeah. moved there and it's like there's wait so we'll break that down in a moment your podcast yeah. though uh, let's break down first tap in with Harry Jowsey. So how's the show doing? And uh, then ultimately, I mean, this has been an opportunity for you to deep dive into topics um, that are, that are really not just for you, but for everybody listening, of course, but these are topics you've openly said um, are about on camera, you know, work, sex, relationships, and everything taboo. But what did you mean by that? Why'd you create the show and how's it doing? I th- Well, first off, we're taking a bit of a break at the moment uh, just because the the quality of the product wasn't as good as it should be. And I want to make sure that my listeners can get like the best number one, the best promo videos, the best. uh, I don't know. I wanted to create more of a culture around it. So we've just, we've taken a bit of a reset at the moment, which is good because we haven't had a break for the 70 episodes we've done. We've just, we haven't stopped. Um, So it's good to reset and to realign our goals and take a step back to take four steps forward. But for the, for the podcast, like, my big, my biggest regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Like I was really annoyed when I started doing it because I really love doing it. I really love talking to people and there's not many moments where you get to turn your phone off and just talk to someone for an hour and just like ask As questions. he says this. Okay. So Harry and I both have, um, airplane mode and do not disturb well maybe i do at least but that's what's really cool but you're right. It's like, I got an hour to just hang with Harry and chat, but you're right. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's honestly, one of the most rewarding things is just 
getting to talk to people and getting to learn about people. Like for my podcast, we have people from all walks of life. There was a guy that used to go on Mexican Jerry Springer and just fight. Like that was his story. And he was going through like how he was addicted to drugs and like the bottom of his life. And then we've had people like celebrities like Dixie D'Amelio talking about her music and her come up. And then we've also had like suicide survivors. And then we've had like sex experts. Like there's really no um, barrier for this. And I think the, the biggest thing is being in this industry or like meeting people. I realized that a lot of influencers kind of shelter or hide um, part of their personalities or their lives because they want to have this like pristine, like amazing image out there. And they have like this un- ingenuine feel when you meet them. So what I wanted to do is like, well, I'm an open book. I'll tell everyone everything about myself. I'll tell them what I like to do in bed. I'll tell them if I've done drugs, I'll tell my audience everything because I want to be more relatable. And I also want to, um, I don't want to hide anything from anyone because I want people to be like, learn from me or learn from my mistakes. Or if they have a question about something, be able to uh, come to me and ask my experience or opinion on it. So I, that was kind of the reasoning behind it. And then it, it's, it grew and it's, and it has an amazing community and it's doing really well. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. We're proud of you for launching it. I think, you know, you wouldn't take it. And listen, I'm meeting Harry for the first time on this call. I'm, I try to be the same way, but I think as many times as people want to be as open and transparent, it's not till you've been through some shit, right. That you can then yeah. educate some folks or like you take someone that's been, you know, a victim of something or on the Mexican Jerry Springer show, like just to take Crazy. them and like share that st- story. And then that's the whole point of what I believe podcasting was. And similar to you, I mean, people will look at you and be like, all right, so I saw him in the men's health magazine. I saw him on this like sexy dating show. And then ultimately there's, there's so much more, right. And so many more layers of this onion. So you call it to, to, to yeah. level back. And so you're able to do that on your show too. Since that's on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, welcome to the routine project podcast, Harry Jazzy. So we can talk now about a lot of what you just said, which is so cool that you've now taken it upon yourself, especially with an audience, dude, I don't even know if I'll ever see $9 million or $9 million. Actually that too. I've never seen 9 million followers on my <laughs> accounts plus dollars in the bank account. Right. But you've seen that and it's just organically happened over time. Do you think a lot of that was you having been open then, or are you just now getting to this point where you're sharing everything? Like where you closed off prior, especially as the audience was getting built and then opened up or, you know, have you always been this way? I think obviously a lot of the people kind of come across because of the reality show. And I'm very grateful and very blessed that I grew up in a household where there was no secrets and everyone can be open and honest with each other. Um, and I think that's what's helped me. And I've also had, I have that with my friends. Like we don't have any secrets. No one's talking shit behind each other's backs. And it's helped me be able to do that with my audience. Whereas I feel like if I had a closed off family and I had secrets, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. But I think the, obviously the initial rush of people uh, knowing who I was was from the show and I, from having a podcast and being more open and honest, I've realized that people have started in, and I don't want to sound cocky or come off the wrong way, but from when the show was out, people were coming up for me for photos and asking for photos, but now people come up and they have something to talk to me about. Yeah. And I think that's been one of the, the coolest things is I'll be at a club or I'll be where out on wherever on the street. Like you know, yesterday we were at, I think it was like a, what was it? It was a Ross. We went to buy some, we we're doing a skit and the manager there come up to me and he's like, dude, I listen to the podcast. Are you really quitting? Blah, blah, blah. And then had something to talk to me about. And that's what I really appreciate because 
for me, I just feel like it's a shallow, like energy exchange when you talk to someone and they just want a photo, which is fine, which is completely awesome and appreciate it. But I love just getting to know people. I love just like talking to people and being able to, like, I want to know, I want to talk to you as much as you want to talk to me. Like, I, and I think that's been the coolest thing about having a podcast and being open and honest is the fact that people just can, re- are you a little bit more relatable instead of just some, mm-hmm. some prick on a TV show that has followers? I mean, listen, and like, that's how a lot of these shows hap- uh, fold out for people, right? They end up as the prick with a lot of followers on social. This is like really yeah. refreshing to hear. Talene, if you're on the call, uh, Talene's Harry's publicist, by the way, uh, you did an amazing job. I'm glad he's <laughs> working with you guys and you guys are working together. This is like so <laughs> really cool to hear out loud because when I saw you, right, I did plenty of research, but I also like watched a little of the show, met some other friends and castmates of yours in the past. And I'm like... I don't know who Harry is. This is freaking cool to hear out loud. Um, and so <laughs> I, I have my first like routine question for you. And sometimes I like, yep. you know, whatever. I mean, we can go into like deep dive of routines in a sec, but I feel like with being open and honest, that's like, that's a trick of the trade. Most people are still practicing. Was there ever a point where you felt that, you know, being as open and transparent as you are, there may have been some systems or routines that you were constantly tapping in to use your term tapping into, because yeah. I mean, that's like, that's, that's hard stuff. And if you did, what are, what were some of your best practices of like, all right, so I have this thought and I want to lie or I want to like not tell somebody something, but how did you kind of get out of that? And then eventually just be as open and honest as you are now. I think the, just, I don't know. I just, I hate, I hate that. I think I'm a terrible liar and I also wear it pretty bad on my face when I lie or, or try and push something to the side and mm. it's never rewarding and it's never been something that I like get any enjoyment out of. Whereas if I'm honest and I get it out of the way and maybe it's like, maybe it stings or hurts whoever for a little bit, at least they mm. know that, you know, everything is going to be like a hundred percent and there's going to be no reason to lie or hide shit. But yeah. again, it's also very difficult because you don't want to hurt someone or you don't want to upset someone. And so the easiest thing to do is to lie and, and get it out of the way. But then again, when they find out the truth months later or however long later, it's going to be a hundred times worse. And it's going to make, and they're going to have a lot of questions about how you were later on. And when I was on the show and I lied, that was the biggest like eye opening thing to me is like, I know I was doing a TV show and I know I was doing a lot of it for um, screen time and to mm-hmm. get a reaction, but seeing the reaction of the audience and people and, and how I was on the show. I was like, you know what? Like, that's not the guy that I really want to be. When you say you lied on the show, what did you lie about? Um, I told everyone that uh, my ex-girlfriend kissed me first when in fact it was, uh, I insinuated the kiss and it cost everyone money. And I think obviously in the height of COVID when everyone wasn't really doing anything and wanted to get angry, they got angry at me. (laughs) <laughs> got it got it i'm thinking yeah. this is like a big fat lie that changed your- no i hear you though i mean no, something like no. that too it's still, <laughs> still unfolded in a way where there were repercussions which is exactly what you're alluding to it's like when you have thoughts of lying then that's the unhealthy part of the outcome right yeah 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 100 but uh yeah i think uh there, there was no there's no real routine for for that but it's just being honest with yourself because i i find that like again, like one day you're going to die. So what's the point of say, say tomorrow is my last day. What's the point of having secrets and someone mm-hmm. that I care about finding out about it a, a week or a month after I'm gone and then having some sort of resentment towards me for the rest of mm-hmm. life. 
Yeah, I totally hear you. And so, so the, since there wasn't too much routine, just you know about that in general, we'll get to some other questions I have uh, for you around routines. Before that, though, you think about relationships. I mean, people are talking, not just, you know, you and Francesca back then and, and your current lady, but you think about relationships and how not lying, right. And being super truthful and honest within your relationship. How does that then benefit, um, the, the, the whole relationship? I think the worst thing in a relationship is having like trust issues. And, um, I've been in, and I'm sure a lot of listeners have been in situations before where they've been with someone that, has given them trust issues and it kind of carries on for so long and it carries on into other relationships and stuff like that. So for me, like I hate, I always try and when I start seeing someone new, I always try and think like this is a new person, new experience, don't have any past issues or trust issues or anything like that with them. And I shouldn't give them a reason also like they should have to trust. They should be able to trust me 110%. Um, And I think that, yeah, that's legitimately like, it's very difficult because everyone's damaged and I think everyone has like holds on to a little bit of stuff, but, but coming to a relationship or something fresh and trying to, to just be 110% yourself. Cause you get to start with a clean slate. Like you get to start with like a full clean yeah. sheet and you get to, you know, start from the start. So why would you want to set it off and vice versa, like in, in the wrong way? Yeah, no, I, I hear you out loud and I'm not a relationship expert. I'm very single. I t- I've said this on the podcast with uh, Nick Vile not too long ago. I'm still a virgin. So and the reason I say all that is wow. because even, <laughs> even really? someone like me, yeah, hundred percent. For y'all should see Harry's face. Re- He's like, what? Re- religious reasons? By or? choice. By choice. By choice. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks, man. So the reason I bring that up, though, is because I have a lot of friends who would never think twice about having stayed a virgin or, you know, they want relationships really badly. And I always look at them and I'm like, the reason I asked you and even Nick Vile in episode six, I was like, oh, my God, like, you got to tell me how how you all think or episode seven, whatever. But um, how you all think in terms of relationships and how you maintain them. And I, I just want to say this before we move on, but you think about relationships overall and you've dealt with this even you probably currently are that white sheet you mentioned, the clean slate of entering a new relationship is what people are so afraid to probably crumble and throw away. If something doesn't work out because they're judged or the person doesn't like them for maybe something that they did or something in the past comes back up and it, you know, they think it might deteriorate the relationship. Um, so I just thought I would say that because as you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, everybody here is probably thinking, okay, Harry, like easy for you to say, like you got this hot girlfriend, you guys are like working through it. No, realistically, like you guys are probably still having to be super open and honest, which means all your baggage is coming with you to that relationship. And I would say some fear mechanism is in people's heads sometimes. Uh, yeah. and, and that's a routine in and of itself, having that terrible habit of like, oh my God, what if they, but like, what if they don't like me if I tell them this thing, then like, they're not yeah. meant to like you. Right. And then I'm sure you've experienced that too. It's like either going to work and, or not. And it's also worse because all of my, my entire dating history is a Google search away. So it's a little bit, it's also very difficult for someone to start to feel comfortable and not have trust issues or, or mm. read a comment online and not let it get to them. So it's, there's a couple more elements, um, which definitely do affect things in the long run for sure. Yeah. And then I, 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 I thought about writing this, like run a show and I was like, all right, Harry, we're going to talk about this, that, and the third, now that we're on relationships for a moment, and then we're going to get into routines, folks, Lolly. Um, so you recently have built enough momentum and, and eventually ended up investing right in one of in, in actually the first interactive Gen Z dating app. Uh, and, and so as someone who's not on the apps, I just, I'm 
curious, and I'm sure if you're listening, you're also very curious. This is a new app, uh, quickly became popular because it's the first app that allows users to showcase their personalities through short form videos. That's actually really freaking cool because it's not a thing on any other, uh, all, you know, they had video chat features, I'm sure on some of the other ones, but uh, this is the first to do it in this way. So for you, especially as an investor and a partner and someone who's like helping kind of like take this and especially spreading it to your audience, like what's that been like with Lolly? Yeah, I think that Lolly's been such an amazing uh, roller coaster and really interesting to to be a part of such a cool team and people that are focused on connecting people. Um, you know, like the, I, I think that it's pretty evident that uh, how we consume our social media is it's all gonna it's going towards like vertical video, like that's kind of how it is. Like Snapchat has Spotlight, Instagram has Reels, YouTube has Shorts now, and obviously TikTok. So like, why? is outdating any different. Like Tinder is outdated. Bumble's outdated. You couldn't imagine them just randomly switching and going like, let's do vertical video because it would just, it wouldn't feel right. And I don't think it would stick. But whereas uh, at like Lolly, straight off the bat, we're going, we're going with the times where for, um, you know, you get to show your case, your personality a little bit more. You get to be a little bit more you instead of some edited photo that maybe your friend edited for you. And the, the best thing about it is it just, it, it feels like a TikTok. It feels organic. Um, it's super easy to use. And I don't know, the, the interface is, is really sweet. And the best thing is you don't say no. You can just, you just keep swiping, right? Which I, I think like, I always feel a little bit guilty or feel like maybe I'm a bit of a prick for saying no to someone or maybe, I don't know. There's just like an element of rejection that I feel like on Tinder or whatnot, it kind of gets boring. Whereas mm. on Lolly, it's a little bit, I feel like there's a little bit more heart in it. And there's a little bit more love. Hey, it's the middle of the episode. And I want to tell you about my friends at every plate. It's August right now, and I know summer is starting to feel like it's winding down, but our schedules keep getting busier. And if you're like me, you're looking for that ultimate time and money saving hack. And I got to tell you, for me at least, it was every plate. You know, at first I thought meal kits would be kind of expensive, but it turns out every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. And if you don't believe me, you got to check them out. Just go to everyplate.com and you're going to see everything that I'm talking about. They have quality ingredients that come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. When your weekdays and nights are jam-packed, every plate will help you get delicious meals on the table without even thinking about it and without breaking your bank. Look at this. You can even skip your weekly trip to the grocery store too. Between all the activities, meetings, work to-dos that we have throughout the week, getting home and having to think about dinner sometimes could be even just more exhausting. And every plate delivers simple recipes to come together in six steps, and they're ready for you in just 30 minutes or less. With food prices at the grocery store continuing to go up, I can count on every plate to be that great value for you every single week. Choose any options from their menu, including classic plates, veggie plates, family plates, and easy plates like what I've been ordering not only is every plate a great way to eat affordably, but it tastes great too. And the best part is you don't even have to think about what you're eating, which for me, especially on this podcast, the simpler, the better. And for me, all the time and money that I was able to save with every plate, I was then able to put into other things like traveling and shopping a little more for myself. And you, my friends, get your first box for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code ROUTINE149. That's routine 149 for just $1.49 per meal when you order right now. 
Get started with EveryPlate today for $1.49 per meal on your first box when you go to everyplate.com and you just have to enter that promo code ROUTINE149. That's up to $110 in value and you're getting it for $1.49 per meal. Speaking of value, Harry has a lot more value to offer on this episode, so we're going to get right back to it now. But again, if you want to save money and time like I do, EveryPlate is waiting for you to go to their website and enter that code ROUTINE149 for $1.49 per meal. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Listen, and everything, by the way, folks, if you're tuning in, especially if you came from Harry's side of the house, uh, everything we're talking about, if you click that see more description, we're going to link all that stuff. So if there's more to find out, if you're curious, if you're interested, uh, there's thousands of links down there um, for for sure to go click on and and experience more of what Harry's world's up to. So uh, while you're doing that, if you clicked the see description, welcome to words and links. But right now, uh, (laughs) Harry, do do you consider yourself a routine guy? And if not, why? Um. I love my routine. I get uh, anxious and I get antsy if I don't have a routine. Um, when I'm, yeah, when I'm home, I'm very, uh, very about my business and I and I enjoy having a routine because I feel like if I don't, I, I'm letting myself go, whether that's business-wise, mentally, or my body. Um, and I just, I feel like the easiest thing to do is just to keep myself disciplined and have a lot of self-discipline. And then that helps uh, feel the rest of my, my endeavors. I love that self-discipline. I mean, okay. I was like over here, like, Whoa, you guys <laughs> probably end up seeing Harry on social media. Cause we're going to pull from it, but I like to remain as relaxed as possible during these zoom calls. So sometimes I'm on the couch. <laughs> sometimes I'm like on a floor and I hold the sure mic, like, like I'm like watching American Idol or something, but anyway, so like Harry said, all the, all that juiciness. And here I go, like shaking my hand up. I'm like, yeah, he said it. I was like, listen, we've interviewed some folks and they don't have routines. They're like, yeah, I'm like wishy-washy about it. I'm like, no, self-discipline is a lot of why this show was created and why I wanted to bring folks like you on uh, to share that discipline. When did you discover the discipline? Why at that time? And then as you organically have seen yourself grow, especially as an entrepreneur, someone who's got a massive following to kind of, you know, cater to, where does that self-discipline now add value to your life? Yeah, I think when I first noticed um, that I needed self-discipline was after the show come out. Um, I was letting, I was eating whatever food I wanted. I was uh, letting my body go. And I saw a few photos of myself at the beach that I wasn't happy with. Um, and I, I think that being like, just having a hard word on yourself is, is going to be beneficial. And it helped me snap back into reality. I was like, okay, well, I reset my goals. I'm like, this is who I want to be in five years. Why am I continuing to go out? Why am I complacent? Why am I just focusing on brand deals and living the influencer life? Um, which is awesome for some, but for me, it's just not fulfilling. I don't want to be an influencer. I want to be someone that's influential um, and able to get people to laugh and have a, I don't know, just to, to be more relatable and to be some, like how I look at my audience is I just have more friends um, than some other people. But for me, I just, it was, it was that moment. I was like, okay, well, I, I still worked out every day, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, as optimized as it needed to be. So usually in the morning, I'm up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. Um, I get to the gym first thing, no questions asked. I get my protein, I mean, my pre-workout, go to the gym, get that in. Because for me, if I don't work out, if I don't move my body in the morning, I'm not as efficient as I need to be. And it helps get the, the blood flowing. I can do my emails on the treadmill. I can check in with my team and get things already cracked off in the morning. First, first things first. And 
for me, that's the best way to go forward. Even when I have my rest days, I'm still like either trying to get up or out in the sun or trying to get out of the house. The first thing, because I find that a lot of us work from home and I get cabin fever and I sit around and I uh, get a little bit cloggy and a little bit, uh, you know, like a little bit uh, foggy in my head. Outside of just morning workouts. I mean, you probably have some other non-negotiables too, either throughout the day, week, month, or year. What are some of your other non-negotiable routines that you feel like keep you afloat? I think me time. That's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, if, if you live in a city or you have a lot of people around you all the time, you feel pretty, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I give a lot of energy and I give a lot of, to a, a lot to the people around me. And throughout the week, I uh, constantly, uh, working, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful, but the biggest thing is to make sure I don't burn out, especially mentally. Like sometimes I like to take myself to lunch or to breakfast or to just go for a walk and to get some sunshine and to, to be outside for me, like that's the biggest thing. And just making sure I'm all good up here because there's a, actually the, the biggest thing that I've, that I try and do at least well twice a week is a float tank. Have you, have you heard those? Of course I have. I have recommendations if you want new spaces to go to. I love float tanks. Float tanks, uh, insane. I, it's Again, it's like one of those things where you get to turn your phone off and, and be in your thoughts for 45 minutes to an hour. And um, I, can't, I feel like it's you get what you get with, with it. And, and when I go in, I, I kind of, sometimes I've fallen asleep. Sometimes I've yeah. gone into like this crazy, like mental, like, daydream of the person that I want to become and, and being able to oh, manifest things in, in through real time. Like I've, I've had some crazy, crazy, crazy visions where I've started like crying in the float tank and gone to like this crazy, like different dimension. Mm. Um, for me, like that's, that's one of the most rewarding things is just uh, making sure that I'm, I'm giving myself as much time as I give other people. Yeah. What's well, self-love, right? Everything you're giving out, like you said, a lot of energy and we don't talk about it enough, but what we'll get into in a moment is social wellness and how, you know, you'll really deplete your social circle and the relationships you have if you're not giving to yourself first. And I think that's you. I mean, you just said it, you having me time, it could be sunshine, a nice little walk. I like that you bring up daydreaming. Daydreaming is like one of the things that nobody right now is trying to do because we're all caught up. We're either on our stupid devices or on these zoom calls. Thanks again for doing this with me. And, or just like walking, thinking that like, we don't have, no, like you need time to really just like open this socket and you're in your, in yeah. your head, your brain and be like, yo, what am, what am I visioning right now? So can you give us an example? And then we'll move on of, of, you know, your latest float tank, tank experience or the latest time that you went out to have hairy time. Uh, and then what were your thoughts and then kind of how did that unfold? And, and I just want to give people an idea here as to like how it is beneficial to have the routine of, you know, me time. Yeah. I think when, um, my most recent float tank, I was, I went, I kind of try and go on with an intention. So I try and do things that have intent behind them. So when I went into this last one, it was, um, I've been taking acting classes for like the past six months. And I've just, just signed with a, an agency to, to help pursue that career a little bit more. And obviously it's at the front of my mind all the time. So my intention was to be able to see my path a little bit more clear when I went into that phone tank. And um, it was, it was uh, really rewarding because I got to be able to daydream through the whole process of being in a Marvel movie and being able to see people like laugh and then being in a comedy. And then most importantly, 
giving back to my my mom and my family. And then I had taught towards the end of it, there was a goal to change like 10 people's lives through rehab or education. Um, you, you know, on my like I that was the the coolest thing that I got out of it. And it helped me take us to come back to reality and be able to like, okay, cool. Like this. Now I have a newfound motivation to do what I'm dreaming of doing. Um, and it got me more fired up for the week. So yeah, it was really awesome. Mm. So that's like float tank. Next step is motivation. Next step is discipline and then activation. That is yeah. how Harry Jowsey does it, but then flip the <laughs> switch for us for a moment. That sounds like a very, um, creative entertaining type pursuit and like you had said it's the very forefront of you as a now uh pursuit or in pursuit of acting really but as an entrepreneur as someone who has to run a business and find revenue streams manage teams hire people fire people all those great things if you could speak to our entrepreneur audience for a moment and the ones who do want to maybe do something for themselves when it comes to business how how does that discipline play into that and how do you kind of stay more in line and focused uh when it comes to business I think that I look at business like working out. If you work out seven days a week, you're not going to give your body enough time to recover or to be able to reset. Mm-hmm. And when I started my first business, we were my most creative and my most, um, the, the biggest results I got was when I was on the Uber ride home from the, from the office. And when I was thinking about things, it was kind of crazy because like, when I gave myself that time alone or that time to be in my thoughts was when I got to be able to really like explore who I wanted to become. Because I feel like when you're in the office or you're trying to start something new or you're Mm. overwhelmed with information, like all you're trying to do is like put one foot in front of the other and like trying to get it done bit by bit. But when you take a step back and give yourself a rest day and like intentionally not do any work and you just let your brain like think about um, the next process or how to get to the next level for me like that was the where I took the biggest leaps instead mm-hmm. of you know being crammed around people are, everyone asks you questions people wanting your opinion like you have to make this decision you have to do that like oh this Facebook ad's not working or you lost money here like whatever else like it's just it's constant and I think yeah if you give yourself a moment whether that's whether that's a float tank whether that's just going for a walk in the sun and listening to a podcast and listening to different people or different opinions or whatever else, that was when I got the most rewarding stuff to, to be able to implement that and to make more money. Mm. Do you take yourself as like a simple guy when it comes to routines and kind of your, your rituals that you have? Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm pretty easy to please. Uh, I don't have like, you know, I, I don't wake up at like 2am and like grind hustle fucking all that shit and like yeah. have a million calls like before 6am. Like I, I think that that is counterproductive to, to how I operate. Like I want to make sure that my body is up like working as best as possible. I don't know why everyone's decided to come in today. We'll bring um, a new friend yeah. on the show. Now, listen, we'll keep yeah, that part in there. I was like, wait, Harry had a visitor earlier walking his dogs and then here he's back. This is good stuff, dude. This is why we're zooming in your house. I think it's cool yeah, to get this type yeah, of, I don't know. I don't know what's going on today. Everyone decides they want to come in. <laughs> Bruce is still hanging out. Do you fall asleep? He was no, no, he's gone. Beginning. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, we went walk. to walk Bruce. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're good. We're good. I, think I hear that, you on that. that. Be, <laughs> being simple, man. I think that's uh, the reason I ask. I, I 
can imagine you being very simple with how you dress, the things that you do, how you pursue things. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, your non-negotiables seem that they're more about your physical and mental well-being first. So everything else is kind of gravy as the days fold out, especially when it comes to like a lot of the nonsense type of work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hate to over like life. So complicated. I'd hate to overcomplicate it. I'd rather just keep me simple, be like, and, and I guess like some people are like, Oh, how do you say, like, how do you be happy with just the simple stuff or just, it's just like gratitude. Like every single day, every single week, the first thing that we do on a Monday is we write five things that we're grateful for me and my whole team. We send it in our group chat. doesn't matter how uh, vulnerable it is or whatever else. And we all write five things that we're grateful for because it sets the frequency for the week. And that is when, when you're implementing gratitude or just being grateful about every single day, about being able to live and breathe and walk, that's when you get to be able to be more happy with just being simple and just happy with just, just being able to wake up. You know, when, once you start having so much gratitude and you're just excited to just be awake for the day, everything else is like a blessing. I love that. You, you have, <laughs> you have such remarkable energy. I love that you do that with your team. Not just me. If you're listening, you're like, holy moly, that sounds like a great idea for my team. Or I wish my team would do that. Um, so then, I mean, I think about relationships and we'll end on this topic here, my friend, but you, you seem like you have a pretty good understanding of how relationships work, both intimately, personally, professionally, like all, like all areas of life. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, how you've kind of acquainted yourself with relationships, what goes through your head when you're thinking about making new ones. Uh, And it could be a friend, could be an intimate partner, just when you think about relationships and how they're going to play into your life. Right. Especially because you, you love your me time, your workout time, like Harry first, but you know, when, yeah. when you do want to put Harry second and have more relationships and kind of know how to navigate them, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I think that, um, it, I think that everyone's in different stages of their life. So right now, like I am in a building stage where I'm trying to build my future, trying to build my legacy and also most importantly, trying to build something that's impactful. Um, and for me, when it comes to relationships, if something doesn't slot in or work with my schedule, I'll be selfish and just cut it out. Like I, so I, I'm, I'm very selfish at this point in my life because I need to be, because if I give, if I give too much or pursue stuff or try and live um, a life that isn't going to benefit my, the five year Harry, um, then I'm going to be wasting my time. I, and I think that, you know, maybe there's people in their thirties or whatever else. And that doesn't sound like you, that's completely fine. But for me right now, like I just, I'm so selfish. Like I, I love my friends and um, I see them as much as I can. I, I love my relationship with my girlfriend. We live together. So that works. I get to see it every single day. So everything's perfect. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just in the building blocks and um, yeah, being, being selfish. But the biggest thing that I have learned this year is um, giving gifts. For me, I made it a goal for this year is to to show more appreciation to people in my life because that's something that I don't think a lot of people do, whether that's a bottle of wine, some flowers, a block of cheese or something just to give to someone. And that has been the most rewarding thing is giving like the people that have been in my life and just being able to show them that I appreciate them. And uh, it's that's given me the biggest reward in business and just in my personal relationships as well. So I guess it's a little bit weird for me to say be selfish, but also give gifts. Um, but it's, it's what's been working for me at the moment. 
you can you could also look at it as you gift give which is a love language i just learned not too long ago yeah. uh, gift giving right um it's one of your acts of of love but that could be done on your time right which is a selfish yeah. way of doing it which is not a bad thing selfish is not a bad word y'all um speaking of 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 bad words okay this isn't a bad word it's a bad way to like end a podcast but i again i got one more question uh just around social wellness and and i love that you've brought up the fact that this is a, such a selfish point in your time right now in your life and we all deserve to have that time. I think I'm also going through the same thing you are, where it's like, all right, so where do we want this to go? It's your name. It's what you're wanting to build with your legacy. And I think if anybody's listening, you're probably also going through something super similar. Um, and so this last question for you around social wellness is how do you then navigate relationships at all? So when you think of you know building a relationship, but knowing you don't really have the time, how are you crafting time now to make sure that like you aren't losing touch with intimate partners. I mean, obviously you live with her, but you know, intimate partners, friends, colleagues, clients, business partners, or whoever. I think that, and it's, this is the worst answer because I hate when people say this shit to me. I think that uh, the more you focus on business and the person you want to become, like the, the right people come around you and like the universe has, the universe will put the right people in front of you. And when I was actively searching for love, like fucking, and any person that showed me an affection, I was like, this is it. I'm going to fucking marry this person. I can see where this is going. And I was so passionate about finding a girlfriend because I was like, that's the only thing that's going to make me happy. That was the worst thing I could have done. Like it was every, everyone was around me. People coming around me for the wrong reasons. I was just putting out such a disgusting frequency that that's what I was getting back. And when I started focusing on my business, self-love, uh, becoming the best version of myself, um, that was when everything I manifested in having a best friend as a girlfriend appeared and, and started to come around. So I know it's kind of the worst mm -hmm. answer because it's like, just focus on yourself because that will, that frequency will bring the right people in, but it, it's, it's kind of what's worked for me. Like, I just don't think that you should, um, give too much thought into anything. Just go with the flow, work on yourself and then the people will come. I, I love that answer. If you're listening, you probably loved it too. That doesn't even sound cliche. That sounds very legitimized. Uh, and if I'm a believer, you're a believer. I think if you're listening, you probably believe the shit out of that. I think that was incredible uh, and, and, and such a nice way to end this conversation, man. Again, for saying yes to doing this with me, um, I lied. I have one very last question. That's a one-worded answer though. Uh, you can think of this as like a quick hitter. Um, so this is the Routine Project Podcast. What's one thing besides working out that you already mentioned and having some of that me time, besides those two things, what is one thing you have to do every single day, no matter what? Show gratitude. Yeah. I know it's, again, it's, I said it before, but I think that uh, if I don't, if I'm not, grateful if i'm not if i'm not being excited and, and happy and and showing gratitude and just the littlest things i'm gonna be like severely disappointed or upset in my in myself and i think being being grateful has has put me in such a better frequency and made me a better person 
We love it. I, lo- I loved hearing all of this. I'm not kidding. He's laughing, dude. I'm so serious. I'm, I'm so glad you said yes to doing this. We, we can't wait to share this with everybody. Uh, again, it's not only Social Wellness Month, but Harry's got a lot of stuff cooking. I'm sure within the past month of us talking to each other, you guys probably would have seen a lot of things that have happened, not just with Lolly uh, and the dating app that he's a part of, but ultimately his social platforms, his YouTube channel, uh, his podcast, Tap In, which is probably already back on the air uh, and, and off hiatus. I hope so. I hope about four weeks later, it would be all of that. <laughs> As I had mentioned, y'all, down below, links, descriptions, everything that we've talked about is going to be in that see more button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Uh, Speaking of, thank you for clicking play when you could have chose any other podcast out here. Uh, This is the Routine Project Podcast. And uh, Harry, thank you for saying yes to doing this with me. And I I can't wait to see you in sunny California soon, man. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, routiners. Thanks for listening to the Routine Project podcast today. Now, this show is only going to grow because of you, amazing people who continue to take a step in the right direction in building or growing those routines that matter most to you. Hang out with me all season long by clicking that subscribe button on whatever platform you clicked play on. And when you come back for more episodes, your thoughts matter just as much as mine. So if you'd click that rating and review section to let me know what you love and what you learned from today's conversation, I would really appreciate it. Until I get that next episode to you, my name is Justin Crawford, and this is the Routine Project Podcast.